2: And what
3: did you have? What was yours? What language did you speak then? I am a
4: revolutionary. This is about what we didn't do. Amen. Then
3: it speaks to us and the possibility for us as a future person. Because ultimately... Our people's future resides on what we do outside of the White House. African descent fairly, America
5: failed.
1: She put them in chains. The government put them on slave quarters, put them on action blo- auction blocks, put them in cotton fields put them in inferior schools, put them in substandard housing, put them in scientific experience, experiments, put them in the lowest paying jobs, put them outside the equal protection of the law, kept them out of their racist bastions of higher education, and locked them into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing, God bless America, no, no, no. Not God bless America. Not. No no.
5: no, no, no. No, no, no. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham.
0: Our Common Ground. Speaking truth to power and ourselves. Our common ground, a higher ground for discourse, discussion, solutions, and ideas.
4: I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you.
0: Talk Talk That Matters, matters.
4: transforming
0: truth 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 to power, 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 one broadcast broadcast at at a time.
5: And now to Our Common Ground with Janice Graham.
4: This is Our Common Ground.
0: Open mic Saturday night. From Ebola to police abuse, to court negligence, to injustice, to John Crawford, to Ferguson, to First Amendment rights, and the Supreme Court bought and made war against black people, war against drugs, war against those incarcerated, attack after attack. Are you feeling that America has gone totally mad? Let's hear from you. It's open mic, it's your time. Your mind.
4: Speaking truth to power and ourselves
0: This is our common ground. The lines are open here at our common ground. The number? 347-838-9852. 347-838-9852. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. This is our common ground, a sanctuary. For Black Truth
4: in America. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. Good evening. Thank you for being with us here at Our Common Ground. It's good to be back. And it's Saturday night. Open mic at Our Common Ground. Our number is 347-838-9852. Whatever the event or the specific issue that you want to talk about, that's the number, 347-838-9852. And this is the from the OCG live studios. I'm Janice Graham and we thank you so very much for coming and joining us tonight. Sorry I wasn't with you last week having family time down in the capital city which uh by the way is not so charming anymore. But the issues on my mind here at as we open up our mics to our uh, microphones to you tonight. Darren Wilson, police officer who shot and killed Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, continues to be free without charges, and he is missing, except for he made his appearance at the Grand Jury. Uh, We want to remind those of you who are listening on your smart devices that you can join us In our chat room at blogtalkradio.com backslash OCG and join the many chatters that will be engaging as we go through this broadcast tonight. You also want to be, I want to remind you that we are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, we are on Tumblr, we are on Pinterest, and we have a community center which is at ourcommonground hyphen talk.ning.com and our website at ourcommongroundtalk.wordpress.com we have pretty much given up uh trying to do business with with uh our what used to be our major website and we're trying to figure out well, where we're going to be in this game um, this week and the last month and a half has really been just so active with so many issues. And I've been trying here at Our Common Ground uh, to encourage us to have more and more discussion about the issues that are, are prioritized in our agenda, uh, how we can begin to organize and how we can be, begin to critically think through what's before us. Too many of us continue to live our lives in the delusion of inclusion in America without some clarity or an end game. And that's what we're here for. So uh, we invite you as much as you can to think about what do you need to talk about, what do you need to present to this community, the number is 347. Eight three eight nine eight five two to speak truth to power and ourselves. Here are some issues that are on my mind, what I want to put on the table. And um, before we begin, I want to thank all of our new listeners. We're here each Saturday night at 10 p.m. Um, and we want to thank you for joining us and hope you'll become part of the family that comes together in the Sanctuary for Black Truth. Uh, So many times uh, during the weekday, Monday through Friday, all day long, uh, you get in on some of the public discourse in the public square, wherever it might be. um, you're, You're listening. You're trying to engage and understand the issues. But here at Our Common Ground, it is what we know and understand about these events and and the things before us, the issues before us, the concerns, the reality of our lives as as black americans in this country. And that's why we are here. We wish we could be here 5 days a week. Um I you know, I don't know if I ever told you that I turned down a lot of radio stations over the 29 years that I've been broadcasting because they wanted me to come in and do a weekly show. And I said, no, what I do on the air, I have to have a continuity. There has to be a consistency in hammering on the issues, keeping people focused, keeping people in the development and the merging of their in-game. I mean, I can't tell you how many radio stations – I have said no to who only wanted me to do weekly shows, and here I am uh, at the um, midnight of my career, and I'm doing a weekly show. So let's get started. Here are some things I want to throw out. Eric Holder, Attorney General, the first African-American attorney general uh, in this country, uh, extended um, and made his resignation uh last week. And I want to ask you what you think his legacy is. Uh how important uh was his administration in the Department of Justice? You know, some some people are saying that he was the the race man that the president president Barack Obama could never be. And there are others who forget that during the eight years that George W. Bush served, his administration gutted the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice. They removed the FBI, and they handed the keys over to the right wing of the the, uh, Republican Party, or the GOP, and essentially established it as a good old boy network. And when Eric Holder came in, and it was a positive thing that he had been a career person, had headed up the Civil Rights Division, understood those issues. Otherwise, the fronts that he did speak to, that he did step up to in regard to civil rights, voter suppression, um, we would not have seen those changes. But I want to I, I want to hear from you about what you think his legacy is, how important it is that he served, and what his service meant. Um, the other thing that comes to mind for me is that once uh, the president makes his nomination for his replacement, if it is after the midterm election the uh republican and the republicans take over the senate uh a republican house and a Re- and a republican senate uh will be moving to confirm that um, confirm that uh nomination very quickly because they have always had this was always their favorite uh, point of operation out of the Attorney General's office, and we can talk about that. Also, uh, this past week, uh, we learned of the first case in the U.S. of Ebola, which uh, a patient in Dallas, Texas. It's the first case in the U.S in the U.S. of Ebola, the CDC and a Dallas hospital has blocked the triage approach to this one patient, and I understand coming in on the broadcast tonight that there are nine people who are being tagged as perhaps having contracted Ebola in the Texas area. So we'll we'll take a look at that. We want to hear from you about what you thought about the reports that we have gotten from the CDC and the government and whether or not we are being told all that we need to know. I'm particularly um, suspect around the reports about how this disease is contracted and whether or not the CDC and other medical government medical entities are really prepared uh to deal with breakouts throughout the United States and of course in in um Nigeria uh I have read reports that the epidemic has been arrested um and so there are some good news coming out of Africa but there are other parts of West Africa where ebola has taken over is specifically epidemics in um <clears throat> in liberia uh, where it is a probability that if there isn't some intervention uh from other countries to assist this country uh there may be an endemic uh, we are getting more reports about police m- brutality and murder. We're still wanting to talk about not only t- um, um, Eric Gardner and Garner and um, Michael Brown, but other reports on Crawford in Beaver Creek, uh, Ohio. We uh, want to hear what's on your mind in that arena. Are police officers? and the police cultures of violence and what I have been characterizing as thugism just really out of hand. Uh, What's your thoughts about the war-no-war in Syria against ISIS? Uh, We want to hear from you on that. Midterm elections and voter uh, suppression dance continues. And uh, I'm sure you have some thoughts about what's going on in North Carolina, Ohio, um, what the Supreme Court has ruled in regard to Ohio, uh, both ID and days of voting. Um, Ohio Democrats took a big hit last week with the Supreme Court's ruling. And um, the Supreme Court, seems to be uh, targeting uh, for sabotage of democracy and freedom. They gave the Ohio GOP what they needed, and they are now paused to um, hear issues relative to housing discrimination. We've done a lot of talking about the Fair Housing Act, housing discrimination affirmatively furthering fair housing, whether or not what we have in place – works, but I think with the uh, court taking a look at this newest housing discrimination uh, uh, suit, we may be losing some ground relative to fair housing. Ferguson protesters are still out uh, this week. Nine arrests made for swearing at police. Is there not a first uh, agenda protection in um, in Ferguson, New Jersey. And of course, the biggest story over the last week was uh, the seven layers of breach of security at the White House and the hearing held by uh, Daryl Issa and his committee this week on the Secret Service the resignation of the director of the Secret Service. Uh, We're also reading about, and I don't know if you read any of the stories. If you did, give us a call and give us your understanding of it. The grand jury misconduct in the case of Darren Wilson's murder of Michael Brown. Um, Michael Dunn this week was found guilty of first-degree murder in the case of Jordan Davis. If you have some thoughts about that, we'd also like to know Um, and hear from you. Detroit water shutoffs have resumed, if you didn't know. I mean, this is just maddening, after a judge ruled this week that poor people have no right to water. And uh, this is kind of like an aside for me, but did you hear the story about the school board member in Ohio was demanding new curriculum to include that the US ended slavery voluntarily as though she had never heard of the the civil war I keep trying to to expand my range to be able to engage in a broader range of ridiculous conversations but you know the range just keeps expanding Here is our quote for the night. There is never time in the future in which we will work out our salvation. The challenge is in the moment. The time is always now. And you know who my favorite bard might be and philosopher, James Baldwin. I've uh, posted it in our chat room. Take a look at it. Think on it. Uh later on in the program I'm going to give you a book recommendation. Uh I have just finished uh, last night The Death of a King by Tavis Smiley. I recommend it highly. It chronicles the public and behind-scene betrayals by black people of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Some fascinating stories. Before we start going to our phones, um I want to tell you about a comrade who has made his transition? He is Herman Ferguson. He led a storied life. He already had in his book, An Unlikely Warrior, which you should read. And there really should be a movie. He was born December 31st, 1920. He started out as a merchant marine seaman and went on to become an influential member of Malcolm X's organization of Afro-American unity. He rattled sabers as a teacher and assistant principal in the New York public school system, particularly Ocean Hill and Brownsville, all the time raising issues of equality in the streets of Queens. His activism caught the attention of Malcolm X, who arranged to see him. The result of that bond was the founding of the OAAU's Education Committee, and he was building that organization with Malcolm when Malcolm was assassinated at the Audubon in 1965. For years, his activism in New York City and across the country has been legendary. He made uh, it made him a target of the government's counterintelligence program, COINTELPRO, and he was charged and convicted by an all-white male jury, along with his co-defendant Arthur Harris, of plotting to kill civil rights leaders Roy Wilkins and Whitney Young in the hope of revolutionizing the black agenda. Yet Ferguson did not allow the conspiracy charge to slow his role, and in 1968 he ran for the U.S. Senate as a candidate with the Peace and Freedom Party. You should know more about this soldier. Left to cherish his memory and honor are his wife, who is his co-author, his two sons, Michael and Mark, twin daughters Jacqueline and Constance, Constance, um, he will be memorialized in North Carolina. Um, he was memorialized in North Carolina today. And you can read more about him and the tribute by New York City of him in the New Amsterdam News, which I hope you read very regularly. Also in the news, former Haitian dictator Jean-Claude Duvalier died of a heart attack in Port au Prince at the age of sixty three on today. Known by his nickname Baby Doc, the so called president for life, fled Haiti in nineteen eighty five and stunned Haiti when he when he returned twenty five years later. He was charged with human rights crimes within days of his return, but he successfully argued in court that the statute of limitation had expired on charges that included torture, rape, and extrajudicial killings. Human rights groups decried the court ruling that spared Duvalier. Duvalier inherited the title of President of Life for Life in 1971 upon the death of his father, Francois Papadoc Duvalier, who had ruled with an iron fist through his paramilitary force, the Tonton Makut. Just 18 years old when he came to power, baby Doc became one of the world's youngest heads of state. Thank you so very much again for being with us. Let me check in our chat room to make sure everybody is minding their manners. Oh, my goodness, look at all these guests. Thank you very much for joining us, and um, we thank uh, India Declare of the I Declare show for being with us tonight. We've got Nat Gilchrist and Alpho and Stephen C down in the ATL, my sexy man. He's in the chat room tonight, and we're so glad that he is. Thank you all for being with us. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, We're going to take your calls. The number is 347-838-9852. I'm Janice Graham, and from the OCG Live Studios, we're talking truth tonight. Hi, this is Janice Graham of Our Common Ground. Join me on Saturdays for brunch at the I Declare Brunch with India Declare. Saturday morning brunch. 11 a.m. Real, raw, and right now. Live on Blog Talk Radio. To the I Declare Show.
0: Real, raw, right now talk
4: media. I declare it. India Declare.
5: Real, raw, and right now.
4: No
3: trouble. I'm all on Badabe, Badabe. No trouble. No trouble. I'm all about David, Obama says,
1: we're not going to have boots on the ground, but now you got over a thousand soldiers. The and will be more, um, so gonna and more. You know why there's going to be more? Because they're going to start killing some of those that we've already pulled there now. Exactly. Because if you can't get 30,000 Shiites to stand their ground and they're fully armed, against a thousand Sunnis, and they drop their weapons, drop their uniforms, Drop their draws and run. What have you got?
3: Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that babe. no trouble. I'm all about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that
1: The Alpha
0: Show. The Alpha Show. Fridays, 10 p.m. Just Damn. Advanced Political
4: Pushback Talk Radio
0: on Truthworks Network.
4: The Alpha returns on Truthworks Network October 24th. He's gone fishing, but he'll be back. Every Friday, he's all about politics. 10 p.m. Truthworks Network.
5: You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile, and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council transforming truth to power one broadcast at a time our common ground with Janice Graham in a cold
4: Mentioned to you that one of the stories that I don't know if you read that on Friday, a judge has dropped the felony charge level against Joseph Weekly, the Detroit police officer, who in 2010 shot seven-year-old Ayanna Stanley-Jones to death. Those are my issues, and we're going to the phones. The number is 347-838-9852, and you've joined us at our Common Ground open mic Saturday night. 661, you're on the air, and I'm telling you folks, don't wait till five minutes till the show is about to close because my close is more than five minutes. 661, I respect you. Thank you for your call. Hello? Hello, you're on the air.
6: Hello, can you hear me?
4: Yes, I can hear you.
6: I just wanna I just wanna say it's about time that ape shut up.
4: You wanna say what? See that, that that's the kind of thing when people of good intent with an end game don't call even call. Uh so six six one you just went on the black list. Our number is What is our number? Our number is all about the base, about the base. Okay. Um it it really is uh unimaginable that we are still talking about the violence in the Congo. And I want to remind you that Sunday, October 19, 2014, you can join the global movement of Congo Sunday. The purpose of Congo Sunday is to raise global consciousness about the current conflict and humanitarian crisis in the Congo to advocate for peace, justice, and human dignity in partnership with the Congolese people you can go to thunderclap.it backslash projects and look for how you can in your uh, community support Congo Sunday. Um, We are our common ground media, our thunderous supporters, and we support Congo Sunday. Sunday. Our number number is 347-838-9852. Do I need to go through this list again? There's lots to talk about. There is an awful lot to talk about. Um, I want to go back to reminding you about um, the Let's talk about the Secret Service. Um, Most of you, many of you, have read all of the reports that uh, you had a jumper on the wall uh, at the White House uh, Saturday night before last. As a result of that particular incident, Um, the director of the Secret Service has resigned. Are any of you concerned about the safety, the security of this president? Are any of you concerned about how this happened? Let, Let me... Put it into some context. What is just startling uh, when we begin to think about how important the Secret Service really is? There are seven levels, protocols of security from the White House fence to the driveway. When this man jumped the fence and got into the White House, into the White House, into the Green Room, and then on to the East Room, which is about, I would say, um, three city blocks. No, I'm sorry, two city blocks. How that happened not a dog not a officer not even a beep from a cell phone not even a beep from a cell phone went off that's something we need to talk about 647 you're on the air I respect you thank you for your call uh, hi, I was wondering
6: if I could read a poem out
4: here. Is that, no, we're not is that taking cool? any poems tonight. No, uh, no poems. I'm sorry.
6: Well, I, what about a question? I guess the question's cool, good. It's good, right?
4: Yeah, co- question's cool, comment's cool. This,
6: this is going to be a little bit touchy, but I'm wondering what you think about black people that use the word nigger. I mean,
4: well, you people know, think
6: it's it's bad, but then they use it.
4: I, 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 I'm 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 really even having a thought thought about it because you know there are First Amendment rights. People do what they do. People roll the way they roll. Yeah. Well, got another question? You have a how do you feel I mean, about it?
6: It's problematic Why to me. Why do you have because,
4: feelings about it? I suppose I could ask.
6: <laughs> well, I mean, I live in an area where, where it happens a lot and where white people say it a lot, too. But uh, yeah. And then when the white people say it, they get shit for it. So, I mean, I'm thinking, you know, there there, there are different kinds of people, you know, for for all the, the races, I guess. But when it comes to black people, I, I, I think you could say that there are niggers, and that there are people, and you know, there are there are black people that act real bad. Like they say nigger, and then they they get all mad at you when you say it. And those people are niggers.
4: It it, it, the it, real it niggers. all language. All language has its both cultural and historical context. That's just the, the end of the conversation on that one. Uh, but let me ask you a question. Why are you concerned about it in 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 terms of where you live?
6: I don't like niggers.
4: Yeah, I I thought so. Okay, we're going to have this kind of night. 317 you're on the air at our common ground.
6: Hey, um so Here I want to know go. what your stances uh on Uh, What is your stance on, like, uh, Illuminati or, like, are you involved? I'm just, you know, putting it out there.
4: You're putting what out there?
6: Uh, I'm asking the question. I'm putting it out there, you know. Like, do you believe in, like, all these conspiracies about 9-11 and all this stuff? You know what I believe in? You
4: know what I believe in? This is a show where... I knew it when I saw a board full of guests, Yeah. You're on the air. <laughs> All about that base. Hello, you're on the air. Hello. You're on the air.
6: Yeah, I'd like to uh I'm I'm uh, I'm the clan Wizard Gilmore from the uh local Memphis Tennessee KKK chapter.
1: And
4: Thank you for your call, you're on the air.
1: Good evening, Janice.
4: Good evening, Alpha. I'm just wading, wading through the ignorance.
1: Well you're right, you were right. When I mentioned why there are so many guests, you know you have a a concerted effort to uh, implement chaos. And they implement they try to implement chaos with these speciously couched questions Their ignorance is
4: Legendary
1: Their bigotry is
4: Obvious
1: And when you have well, someone who Well you know
4: Alpha, It's all about If you go back If you go back to the deep veil uh, Of W.E.B. Du Bois And you And you understand The fear And you also understand that these are people who know very little about their own country. They know very little about something else positive that they could be doing with their lives. So we just move along. Alpha, what's on your mind tonight?
1: Well, Dennis, I've um, I've, uh, given a lot of consideration a lot of thought about... uh, this Ebola scenario, uh, and and this uh, Secret Service situation. And this Secret Service situation goes twofold. You know, um, this woman who was head of the Secret Service is the first woman. I can see a scenario where the good old boy says, we're not going to be run by a woman. We're not going to let this woman... Run this uh, this at this level, and I could just see them sitting down, not not being into the job. It's a black president. If somebody kills him, so what? You know, you have a a certain level of hypocrisy of these so-called Americans, just like the three clowns that just called you. And if they don't have the maturity, the common sense, the intelligence, to understand the different cultures and how the language is spoken amongst each other as opposed to what is politically correct, you have this the same, these are the same kind of people who will claim and and ran and rave against uh, liberals. And then every Sunday they go on to support and worship the biggest liberal liberal of them all, and that was Jesus Christ. So the ignorance is just is
4: there. there there's just a there's a, um there are two things going on at once in my mind, and um if people want to join me in the conversation about it, three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two is 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 our number, and Alpha is on the line. And there are two things, Alpha, I think that's going on. On one hand, you have a militarized police culture of thugs, a, a culture of white supremacy in our courts, in our public officials and they are in their minds winning on the other hand you've got a wave of people who are in who whose sole purpose in life right now is to reclaim an America which is white And all of it, you know, if you had to say it's in a bubble, all of it is in a bubble of fear. None of these people, I mean, if you, you know, you have always said, Alpha, on your show on Friday nights, you're always saying that if you repeat a lie often enough, 90% of the people will begin to believe it and they and they will take it as fact even though all of these people are operating mostly most of these people are operating in their it, against their interests their sense their claim of being superior in this country is a much more powerful force in their lives than their 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 need to be safe And to be secure And that's where I think I, it is And
1: I You know Janice you, But you're correct about that But When you get down to this Secret service scenario You know All of these uh, All of these uh, Situations All of these incidents That have occurred This is a uh, This is just openly, you have too many, there are too many incidents of cops who have been outed. Look at the two cops in Florida that have been outed as being part of the Klan. You've got another cop here in West Virginia who's on video with his daughter dancing while he rants racial slurs in the background and he's been suspended and he's on leave because they're investigating this. Now, if it's his young daughter, his teenage daughter, on this video, what is it about the Klan has infiltrated government, the police, the judges? Look at the look at the ruling after ruling. You see cops being not charged like the seven-year-old and the, and that murder. It it, it it gets to a point where it's like lighting a match and throwing it into dry candle. They are looking to start something that will allow them, other than stand your ground, to shoot and kill black people, other than police officers. Shooting and killing unarmed black people—is that anyone keeping up with the number of black people who have been shot dead by the cops, vigilantes, or little cops?
4: Well, the and last number, number three, that I one. saw, it was the last number I saw, it was twenty-one, twenty-two since the murder of Michael Brown.
1: Twenty-two. And then you continue to mm-hmm. see these, you continue to see these videos of alternative ways to subdue armed white people. They don't shoot them dead with a flurry of bullets. This 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 notion, this this thing of this fear. And you're absolutely right about the fear and their bigotry, because they cannot. They fear so much because demographics are changing. They are slowly shrinking into the minority. Mm-hmm. Not yet, not in this country necessarily, but in the world. And they've been in the minority in the world for some time. All of these, so all of this social stuff is, is just nuts. But I think the Secret Service is um, the good old boys in the Secret Service did not simply did, did they don't want a woman in charge. They do not want a woman in charge, and she had no better sense because she should have fired everybody that's been involved in all of these incidents as she was going out the door.
4: Well, it also tells you about the culture of the Secret Service and that, uh, in many ways, um, this president is not valued as much as other presidents.
3: Well...
4: He's not valued, period, as, as a person.
1: You know,
4: all you have to do is
1: uh, let him get pulled over out here driving while black. I mean, it, 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 look, look. I can understand it, and we would, I would have pauses even saying that if it were, if it wasn't so blatant, if it wasn't so true. All throughout this nation, this nation wants to run and hide from their history. Despite it being Look at how they're trying to rewrite their history In Colorado, in Texas All over the country They're trying to rewrite the history And write things out of the. Did you say a woman in a, one of the Legislatures in Ohio Is trying to The United States Did what? Freely to slavery? I mean They do what they do And then they turn around and they lie about it So when you have people like those, the people who called you earlier in this program, these are the spineless cowards that are basically milling around amongst those who hate. And let me say this about strategies. When you have 23 states that that don't open their Medicaid, and accept the billions of dollars of the Affordable Care Act. This Ebola breakout in in Texas. It's one man, but they are censoring, they're monitoring at least a hundred people. There should be a pilgrimage crusade to the emergency rooms all throughout that state. Burden them with the bill and the money until you either shut them down or force them to expand Medicaid under the Affordable Care Act. That's the bottom line. That is a strategy that should be used in every, each and every one of these states that are denying poor people health care. You say it don't cost you nothing. Well, it don't cost you nothing to open up Medicaid, but it would cost you the hospitals if you don't open up to the Affordable Care Act. All of this nonsense has been debunked about it being a job killer, about it sending your rates sky high. You know, and the rates that have gone up have gone up because you had BS insurance in the first place. And if you, and you it's not that they can't see that. It's the insurance companies that have been sticking it to them. Even before 2008, their insurance was going up and up and up every year, each and every year. It's just, it's willful ignorance. And it's willful ignorance from cowards who simply don't want to admit that it, this man didn't have to be a man of color to... Turn this country around All there has to do is be some Common sense Austerity has failed in Europe Throughout Europe and yet That's all the Republicans are about is austerity Dennis I won't uh, I won't take too much more of your time
4: Uh,
7: Well uh, I I
4: think you've you've Gotten into The the core of some of these Issues but you know You know me uh, those of you who are part of this audience each Saturday night, you know that none of that phases any, you know, all these guests and all these trolls, none of that phases anything in, in, in terms of us putting together our end game. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they hope to achieve. So that doesn't bother me at all. Alpha, um, let me ask you about. The Detroit water shutoffs. What's your take on that? They have resumed. A judge has well, they, ruled that poor people don't have a right to, to water in Detroit.
1: Well, poor people don't have a right to water, and it's only the poor people who don't have the right to water. And you, know, you hear them, you hear them, you hear people the the people who back that same mentality, that that ideology. Well, if they can't pay their bills, they can't pay their bills because the bills have more than tripled, because they have been, the municipality has been starved of promise. The promises have been broken on millions of dollars, and at the the heart of this entire scenario in Detroit is the... uh, is the loss of revenue to the municipalities. And the Republican Party, the governor 10, 20 years ago, promised that if uh, he cut a deal with the Democrats in Detroit, and then he turned around and reneged on the deal. And the base is gone, people are fleeing, and this is what you have. You have a, a situation that, that's you know, and you have a major city in dire straits, but we can give billions to Israel, one of the mm-hmm. biggest war criminals in the world we can We can watch while uh we drop billions of dollars of ordnance on Iraq and Syria. Well, where does that money come from, and why is it that we we watch a congress who's been, I mean, the House of Representatives, a Republican-led House of Representatives, who has decried that there's no money, we don't have money, there's a spending problem. But on the 11th of July, they voted to give $287 billion tax cut to big corporations. Without paying for it, they just put it on the deficit. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of hypocrisy That's the kind of hypocrisy That liberals Like myself Simply don't understand And I really don't understand Why Other liberals Democrats are allowing The media to scapegoat And get away with Not reporting this situation People who don't know That The House Republican run house turned down
8: $40
1: billion of spending on infrastructure and things that are needed in this country. And then because we didn't have the money. Now, and then they have money to give $287 billion tax breaks to a corporate. Well, $18 million. $18 million.
4: just this week, $18 million cut went into effect on uh, food stamps for Americans, which, by the way, for all of you who are trolling out there, are mostly, 60%, are white families who have recently come onto the rolls of food stamps. And with that cut, $122 million to uh, fight ISIS, which we can talk about whether or not you think is a threat to the United States. Alpha, thank you for your call. I really appreciate the the points that you've made. We're going to go to 317. You're on the air. Thank you for your call.
2: Hey, Bola, you're so fine. You're
6: so fine. You blow my mind. Hey.
4: Yeah, you see, but but part of this is our problem. Uh, We have a problem in our community about this public square. We have not done enough pushback about our voices. Our number is 347-838-9852. It's the top of the hour, and we're going to go to our feature, and then come back. And I I want to talk about income stratification. Uh, In W.E.B. Du Bois' Veil of Double Consciousness, he described a a visualization of the racial duality blacks take on as part of their uh, American identity. Uh, And in this era we have to take on the task of clarifying the new veil of economics that has covered the struggles of a generation. The decadent veil looks at black Americans through a lens of group therapy and seeks uh, to explain an illusion that has taken form over 30 years. The veil is trimmed with million-dollar sports contracts. But the fact is that a black family in the 1% is worth a staggering 200 times that of an average black family. If black America were a country, we would be among the most wealth stratified in the world. And it is because of this concentration of wealth that it eludes us to begin to consider what the reality is that is the illusion the delusion of inclusion uh that we face in this country this is our common ground and I'm Janice Graham our number is 3478389852 on this open mic saturday night and it is ...of the hour, and we're going to go to our uh, feature for this program.
3: So I'm from a stock that pitched cocktail bombs and hand grenades. We pour cayenne pepper around the perimeter of a building to keep the police dogs at bay. I'm the Panther Party in a desire housing project in New Orleans. I'm a nigga turning the gun on the National Guard to take a long, long look. I'm a cook in the kitchen asking the missus to taste the dinner. Take a long, long sip because death ain't always this good. It's eyes popping out they sockets. It's a lifeless body rocking backwards and forwards. It's a boy's. 47 times in front of church house. It's a man 43 years old stuffing his penis in a nine-year-old girl's mouth. No, death don't always taste good. Just don't sound like something I want to eat often. I hear them say it was like a train came through the room. Left mama so depressed she was unable to move until one day, a few months after the hurricane, came. hurricane, Husband and child found the Trinity bloody in bed. His wife, son, a daughter dead. And on the end table, there was a letter that read, I couldn't stay here, not for one minute longer. And it made no sense for me to leave here alone. Cause who would take care of my babies with their mama gone? I'm telling you, death ain't always good. It'll leave you finning for water and food. It'll riddle up your body in the Audubon ballroom. They'll El-Haj, Malik, El-Shabazz, you crown you king then be thrown you in a Lorraine hotel. They'll disfigure your body to where folk can't tell if you Emmett till or not. Tell them mama, keep that casket open. Let all the world see it ain't just burning in Mississippi. Hell is hot wherever you be. From the rooftop to the cell block. Step on up to the auction block. Been over. Touch your toes. So Show your teeth. Live her titties. Examine his balls. It damn near sound like a hip-hop song, but it slavery at its peak a circus for all the freaks they'll warn you caution when you speak can't afford the truth to leak but we'll say blessed are the meek and all the ones who make peace and all the ones who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness for we say theirs is the kingdom earth is their inheritance so no matter how treacherous they'll try to trap us in them trenches, they'll dig deeper ditches but all that matters is this, which side will We pick which path will we choose, either win or lose. Cause death don't come in vain, not for us to remain enslaved or our spirits to remain in cages. It comes so we know we might be courageous to fulfill our obligation to our God and all creation and stand in determination. Able to look death in the face and say, We made it, we made it, we made it.
0: This is Our Common Ground. Thank you for joining us tonight. Transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time. Stay tuned. Our Common Ground with Janice Graham. Mm -hmm. Our Common Ground.
5: You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad
1: Council. And he yeah, and he's another, another one. He, he's extremely strong. You you know he is. You know, but I, I watch him yeah. run over linebackers. So you know, I watched him. Run. I saw him run through a wall just the other day. I mean, a brick wall. <laughs> I and mean, is, this is a guy that came in from an ACL in what three weeks.
2: So <laughs> he's obviously a very tough guy. And he was saying that's how he was brought up.
1: But times change and things change. Things that were acceptable. Or that were allowed back in the day. In a lot of situations, they're not allowed today. We know better, so we do better. This is awful. hosting the best of Pushback Talk Radio.
4: When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. The Alpha Show, only at TruthWorks Network. Fridays, 10 p.m.
0: It needs to be dealt with right now. At this very moment, you are standing in the eye of the hurricane, and you're going to sit here and pretend. You think that White House is going to protect you? You're not the fixer here. You're the problem.
4: You're a client. You're my client. Tuned into our common ground, transforming truth to power, one broadcast at a time.
8: you got time.
4: we thank you for being with us here at our common ground um if you are listening on your smart device and you'd like to join our chat room we're at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash ocg we've got uh india declare Stephen c nathaniel g uh, all up here in alpha, all up here in the chat room, uh, talking about, well, it's talk that matters here at Our Common Ground. I did tell you at the beginning of the program that I would be talking to you about Tavis Smiley's is um, book. It is called a Death of a King, and it chronicles the last year of the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. And it starts out the book starts out as King uh goes into Riverside uh church in New York City uh to give his famous Riverside speech where he believes and the people who worked with him believed that it would change the the landscape of his work um, and Smiley writes about the response not of the white community to the riverside speech where um he um gives this um uh, wonderful wonderful analysis of America's involvement in Vietnam. Um, but of uh, people like Thurgood Marshall, uh, people like Whitney Young, people like Rustin Baynard, Bain- people who had been his soldiers, Adam Clayton Powell, um, who abandoned him out of fear of what this speech may move. He in in the speech he, he 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 says the war is immoral. The immorality of the war is married to the immorality of poverty and racism. He goes on to say moving uh, moving away from his prepared speech. He began to improm- improvise true to his bedrock Baptist roots, Smiley writes. He points to Amos five twenty four, calling forth a sense of faith and hope inherent to his tradition. He invokes a time when justice will roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. The church explodes with thunderous applause. Again, an impassioned and sustained a standing ovation. His speech concluded. Smiley writes, Doc leaves the sanctuary and then the real fireworks begin. I really recommend uh this book to all of you, um and you should um if you have if, if you have a chance, if you really, really want to have an understanding of the life of Doctor Martin Luther King it is well worth the read. Our number is 347 Here are some of the headlines that's going on, and at that number you can talk to us about what's on your mind. It's open mic Saturday night. There are reports that ISIS is nearing Baghdad, that the Dallas Ebola patient has taken a turn for the worse. Uh, that Yemen's capital fell to a rebel group, and the world hardly even noticed. Um, that it is believed that Russians are behind the hack of ten financial institutions that were reported this week. And, and and the you know, when we talk of it Alpha touched on it but when we talk about Ebola and the epidemic in in western um in, in West Africa, you have to wonder how we slept through such a nightmare. I know I've been on pins and needles I have a friend who travels regularly between, as a matter of fact, my best friend, travels regularly between Liberia and Mali. Uh, There has been such a strain on the uh, Internet connections in that part of the world that we have not heard from her. But, um, you know, nearly six months after the World Health Organization learned of this Ebola outbreak in West Africa, we had to have some kind of realization, especially among world leaders, that the battle against the virus was being lost as early as September with more than 1,800 confirmed Ebola deaths in Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone. Um, there was no coordinated global response, and I want to hear from you why you might think that is so. Our number is three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. It's really interesting how people come to talk shows and they don't seem to want to talk except for those who simply want to interrupt the dialogue. Now, the president has ordered 3,000 military personnel to West Africa. About 200 had arrived by the beginning of this month, and they'll be joined by health workers from countries from, from Britain and China, Cuba, Canada, and Japan. Um so how did this situation get so horribly out of control with not a lot of coverage coming out of the mainstream? I was reading reports out, out of uh, um, Al Jazeera and and the BBC. We could have responded faster. And I think that that is an appropriate criticism Um the Department of Emergency Risk Management and Humanitarian Response of the World Health Organization should be furious at the lack of response, the lack of voluntary response by the world powers. The epidemic has exposed a disconnect between global health officials and the reality of infectious disease control. I don't know if that bothers you, but it sure as hell bothers bothers me. The number is three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. Other important, what I think are important, um, um, pieces that have been that that have come up in the news is that. Uh, I don't know how many of you use CVS Pharmacy, but CVS Pharmacy has taken a $225,000 hit for false product labels. Whoa. And we need to know what those products are and why that occurred. Um, So I'm not sure what is important to you. I know one of the things that's important to me is this corrupt, and I'll say it I don't mind saying it, this corrupt Supreme Court. It's time for us to begin to think about some constitutional changes around the Supreme Court. The high court will face more consequential legal questions in the next few years than it has in the last five decades, we have been keeping an eye on the abortion case coming out of Texas uh with the Supreme Court's ruling, it practically controlled the fate. Of Roe versus Wade in that case. There is going to be a case coming up on their radar, another challenge to the Affordable Care Act. And this court may decide to hear a lawsuit that, if if successful, would eliminate subsidies to the millions of Americans who currently receive subsidized health insurance under the state-run exchanges. Oh, and by the way, did you all notice something? When Texas, who did not accept the state exchange, got hit with the Ebola patient, who was the first person they called? And it certainly wasn't Ghostbusters. It was the the federal government, all this talk about big government. It was government that they called. There is also very specific to issues having to do with poor and people of color, a housing bias case that's going to come before the court um, in the near future, in the very near future, that is really challenging the Fair Housing Act. So if you are concerned, I mean, this is one of the ways how they're dismantling. They are dismantling all of the progress that was made during the civil rights era. That's that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. This is part of the dismantling of all of the significant milestone benchmark civil rights legislation. And for the third time in recent years, the Supreme Court will consider taking away a powerful legal tactic the Obama administration and the Clinton administration used to combat housing discrimination. They're going to take up this case. It's a Texas case that challenges the theory that certain housing or lending practices can illegally harm Minority groups, even when there is no proof of intent. Now, this court tried to tackle the issue twice before, but those cases were settled out of court in 2012 and 2013, uh, including one brokered by the Justice Department, which cheered civil rights groups that hoped to avoid a setback from court conservatives. But the agreements, disappointed banks and mortgage companies that believe federal housing laws should punish only intentional acts of discrimination and not those of adverse impact or disparate impact. The legal theory is known as disparate impact and it allows the government or private plaintiffs to use statistics and probability uh, models to show that seemingly race-neutral policies disproportionately harm racial minorities, and here is where here is where, where um, it's really going to come at us, and it's going to come at us if they are successful. In doing in in this challenge, this is Title Six, VI, Title Eight, and the Fair of the Fair Housing Act. They're going to go to Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act, which affects employment. You got to stay woke, folks. You got to connect the dots. Our number is three four seven eight three eight nine eight five two. on this Our Common Ground open mic night. 312, you're on the air. I respect you. Thank you for your call.
2: Hey, Genesis, this is House. How are you
4: tonight? Hey, House. You know I was talking about you, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know. I'm, your style is working.
2: I'm sorry, I was working when you said it and um I was really kinda unstable just listening and uh I finally got settled, that's why I pushed one, so
4: okay. You know, right? Okay. <laughs> How you doing?
2: I'm uh good, trying to uh stay warm in the the uh chilly city of Chicago. But um I've been listening to the show, it's a great show. Um, even with the calls, um, the little crazy Howard Stern esque calls. Um, it just shows yeah. that, um, you know, it just shows where we are, you know, and you're always going to have stupid, can't get away from stupid. Stupid is and stupid does. Nope. <laughs> um, but That's I right, also you
4: can't, but you can't cure stupid, but you have to cure your <laughs> own stupid before you try to cure somebody else's stupid.
8: Mm,
4: yeah. So what's on yeah. your mind tonight? What are what are the important things to you? Well,
2: one of the interesting uh Things was of course one of those callers Just wanted to say the n-word but The uh, white folks buy most Of that stuff black folks ain't buy most They're buying 80% Of the uh, most outrageous stuff um, Because they do want to say the word Because they do want to hear it and they do Want to have the Misogynistic um, images That those songs uh, Put out Um, Mm -hmm. So and it's not Going to go away because they keep buying it And other people encourage us to do it and put it on uh, WAX or MP3 or TV, and it keeps getting uh, sold and it keeps getting bought, not by us, but by them. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we don't have a lot of control over it, <clears throat> um, So it, which is just, uh, was to me, it's totally ironic that he would even bring that up, even as a joke, um, because really the joke's on him, and uh, he's paying for it. Well, we're paying for it, but he's paying cash for it. Mm-hmm. Well, silly people walk the silly road. Um, there you go. And you brought up um, Supreme Court. I heard something about Scalia. Scalia was having a, a speech, and he brought up how um, religion—there, um, certain religion can be favored. He's against the
4: mm-hmm.
2: the thought that um, that there's a concept or a notion of freedom from religion. So, uh, well, essentially really,
4: what he was saying in that speech was that atheists should not be protected under the laws of the Constitution because right. they are atheists. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what he was saying. Yeah, yeah.
8: And also, He's an uh, idiot.
4: Scalia is an yeah. idiot, and I don't know why we all think that he is a legal scholar. He hangs with... With, with Clarence Thomas because they're both idiots.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, both got agendas. Um.
7: That's what uh, I aside also heard... from the
4: agenda, they're not smart people. Yeah. And they yeah. are not. They are not crafty uh, jurists. They just got no, their agenda.
2: I'm... Unfortunately, they are appointed for life,
4: though. Life. Well, I think it's time for us to rethink that. I mean, people, uh, some of my some of my uh, colleagues saying, "Oh, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen." But if America wakes up, it it very well might be a challenge, and maybe they will, maybe they will get it right because there's no justice coming out of the Supreme Court.
2: Well, it's um, it's John Birch justice, um, and you're looking at John Birch's and John Birch Society agenda, um, even the um, the rolling back of, of, you know, the civil rights and civil rights gains and going after Voters' Rights Act and, um, you know, health care and all the different cuts, you know, it, it's nothing but it's John Birch. It's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's Daddy Coke. It's Daddy Coke verbatim. And um, you know mm-hmm. it's just couches, something different, and nobody's smart enough to get up and you know get in front of it. And too many people are making money off of it. You know, all the folks, yeah. I don't care who they're black, white, or whoever, are making money um, off these people doing all this. And the, that's what that whole income um, um, disparity is all about. And as long as they're in charge and they're getting that money, they're not going to care about you know everybody else that's under them. They get, they're getting there. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. And, that's that's um that's not just democracy uh working for you but that's definitely capitalism working for you. And mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. the other one thing I wanted to bring up was the the young man that got shot in the Walmart in Ohio I think John it was. Crawford. John Crawford They no no uh, murder charges was it that I read in his case? Yes. For the yes. police? Yes. Which is uh which is a shame. And, um, you know, we're still waiting for our Ferguson the Ferguson started uh blowing up a little bit over the last week or two,
4: so well, you know the thing is that there have been also been some reports of misconduct going on inside uh that grand jury that's hearing um that has the michael Brown murder in front of them. Mhm you know so um and 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 also there're still protests going on in Ferguson right. I, I I hope people realize that Ferguson is still a hotbed of protests even to the extent that the that the the city of of Ferguson and St. Louis um county police departments are warning residents about evacuation plans
2: Really?
4: But nine people were arrested on Thursday night in Ferguson, and the charge was that they were cursing. You got that? They were cursing at the police. That's the charge? That's the charge. Wow. And the bail is high. The bail is very, very high. Um, There are a number of reports... Uh, I mean, these these protesters were put in orange ju- jumpsuits and jailed with some very high bail. Um, more than a dozen people arrested outside the per- Fer- Ferguson Police Department on Friday. And they included, um, <clears throat> many were seized while standing on the sidewalk and, arre- and arrested. And they were mostly young people, and bail was for some, was set as high as twenty seven hundred dollars. Wow. Um. It was later reduced to a thousand dollars, an amount he said he still con- uh, that 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 can be be considered uh, excessive. And this is Reverend Starsky Wilson, uh, who held a press conference in Saint Anne on Friday evening. Um our guest from a couple of weeks back, Reverend um Seku was arrested on Monday and um they he was released um the same evening. But that's what's going on in Ferguson
2: yeah they're not retreating every loading um you know and that is that's truly white supremacy uh and action going down uh, going on down there um and just from the position of all those white cops um being uh overseeing that black city and holding those people hostage the way that they're doing it that that is that's white supremacy and it's like that the uh, the drop you play with the the poem Um, the lady did. Um, You know, it's maybe 2014. It's Mm -hmm, nothing different. mm -hmm.
4: Absolutely nothing different. You know, the thing is that we are going to be living with the legacy of a Bush administration in India, and Carol are in our chat room talking about it. There are what's called Leftovers from every administration. Those are people who were appointed in an administration and they stay. But in the Bush administration, so many of the Bush appointees were hired prior to the close of the administration
7: as
4: senior executive service employees which are permanent employees in the federal government that in yep. all of these um in all of these um case in in all of these agencies you've simply got operatives of the Republican Party running the show Mhm That's true that's what you got more lifetime more lifetime appointments
2: and um, that's part right. Of
4: that and, you know and and i do want to say i do want to say, in regard to uh going back to this, your comments about the Supreme Court, is that if there ever was a case for impeachment, Scalia and Thomas represent mm-hmm. that case and this Roberts Court represents a flag for all of us to be rethinking how we feel about uh limited service on the Supreme Court, on any court.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just they away. do no
4: justice for our country. Our country is much better off uh, when you when you look at Mac- Um, the Citizens United McClutchin case decision, when you look at so much of what this Roberts court has done, how apolitical they are and how they have operated under a GOP program and agenda that is clear, and now with with uh these midterms hanging over our heads if we don't do if we don't do anything we need to be raising the issue i think that if you raise the issue see that's what the G, that's what the republicans have done so well they raise the issue they tell the lies they keep telling the lies and they and they stay with the program because they have an end game, and we do not.
2: That's true. We we really don't, other than to maybe see some so called Democrat get elected.
4: Mhm, uh, mhm. I not mean, not know
2: what that agenda is.
4: I am not one that posits that political action is everything, but it is certainly a very, very sharp point of a four-pointed weapon for us in our community. Black people need to understand that we are where we are in this process. We have allowed the democracy that supports our struggle to erode simply because of the people who are in control and have the power. The Koch brothers would not have been able to garner the organization in the way that they have nationwide without the support, without the, I call them snitches, the information that they get from local and state and federal Officials about how the game and what the game plan is, and what the rules are, and how to manipulate the rules. I mean, if you've got a good tax attorney, you can beat the IRS. And the Koch brothers and and all of these right wing nut Republican organizations have been given information about the best way to play the game. I'm you know, not just
2: giving information. They've given
4: us their ideas
2: to make sure that they can scapegoat and make sure but that But, you know,
4: know but here's the belong. deal. Here's the deal. And, and, and this is why this um, delusion of inclusion is so important. House music mm-hmm. lover in Chicago. The uh, It's so important because we have people who have voices who are not playing it straight. They're trying to stagger the center line and be centrist in a struggle for our very existence. Mm -hmm. If you don't call a liar a liar, they will keep lying. If you don't call a racist, I mean, I, I give you a good example. You know, there in in my broadcast career and early on, I used to go to the to the Black Political Caucus Black Caucus weekend every year. Mm-hmm. I went to the seminars, the forums, the whole lot, and then it, it dawned on me that if I continue to support them and do that and make it make them somehow once a year important then everything that they do the stupid silly stuff that they get involved in in terms of the development of policy i empower that as well yeah, yeah. so okay. if i mean look at this look at the the, the caucus the black caucus voted 100% for the militil- militarization of police departments across this country.
3: Mm-hmm. I got
4: a 13-year-old grandson who could have figured out that that wasn't a good thing to do. Huh. That that was you in know, the in the disinterest of black communities.
2: You know, your nephew because didn't the, get funded uh, by those people, you know, to... To get votes to get the vote that they that they got, so you know his common sense wasn't overruled by cold
4: hard cash. You know, and 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 we're not, you know, we're playing with, we're giving, we're giving uh, credence, and we're legitimizing people who talk bullshit. Excuse me, I hope there are no. Ministers in the audience, or something. <laughs> but, but you see, we 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 keep doing that. We're not calling them liars. We're not calling them racists, and and we're not up in their face. We're not up in John McCain's face saying, "Look, shut the shut the hell up," because you were the one who orchestrated the empowerment of ISIS. Mm-hmm. We're not saying to John McCain you ought to be resigning. When the VA situ- when the VA hospital situation came up in his state, nobody stood in his face and said John McCain, you are the senior senator. You are a senior senator in the US Senate. You are the se- uh, the, the senior citizen in the state of Arizona. Are you telling me that veteran Constituents in your state was not calling you about the nonsense and disservice, misservice, and underservice of veterans in that hospital. Hmm. We, we 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 don't do that. Instead, okay. what we want to worry about, what we want to worry about in our community, is what Al, how much money Al Sharpton is making doing whatever he does. Uh, whether he's a snitch,
2: and uh, but, a lot of folks who still have that that power to say something who don't now with um, Barack Obama in the office, they're worried about um, you know being uh, included and being able to be on the guest list or something, or being able to have an audience with people they didn't have an audience with before.
4: Well, you know, but the other thing is we put everything on Barack Obama's uh shoulders. But we didn't stand up to him when he threw uh Reverend Jeremiah Wright under the bus. We knew what the what the game was right there. We knew it.
2: Mhm. Yeah, you're right. You are absolutely right. Him more fair comments. You
4: know, and and I'm going to start calling out some of my black nationalist friends, some of my activist friends because All of the brilliant minds that we have in our community, they're all sitting on the sideline, doing the minimum because somehow they think that they're going to to lose a publishing deal or they're not going to be called by MSNBC or CNN to come on their show to talk. I have just, when I see it, I call it out and and you know I was talking to uh Bob Law um my very good friend and he was my mentor I, I I can never uh give him enough credit for what he did to Black Talk Radio you all take Black Talk Radio like this show and India's show and Alpha's show for granted when you had nowhere else to go there was no serious radio there was no um MSNBC and, and and the games are gonna be over at MSNBC if if this midterm turns out the way that I think it's gonna turn out, it's over. Really? You think so? The only person left gonna be Ronan whatever his name is and I've never listened to his show. Hmm. Wow. You understand? That's the that's black the, series, because... the black the the the, 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 the the, the rhinestones and the black issues are all going to just fall away.
8: <laughs>
4: and the black star is no longer, I mean, it's not going to be popular for white uh, uh, talking heads to talk black issues. Mm. I, wow. You you watch how it's going to end up. And the black bloggers are not going that Slate and Salon, and all those places they're not gonna buy their 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 writing anymore. And the only ones gonna be left is me and India and Alpha and um Scotty Reed over at the Black Talk Network. <laughs>
8: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I mean because when you think about it I was ta- I was talking to Bob Law. I was I lost my train of thought and I was and I was saying to him, do you remember a time when any, bl- any black author, any black scholar <coughs> came out with a new book or a new magazine issue? I mean, I wasn't calling Jet magazine. I wasn't calling Ebony. I wasn't calling Essence. I wasn't calling Emerge. They were calling me and saying, "Hey, we got this, we got that," and now they're calling MSNBC. And when when the gig is up at MSNBC and CNN, who are you gonna call? Mm -hmm. You know, I always say Ghostbusters. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, we've we've got to be careful about how we enlist. Our currency We have political currency yeah. I mean it, it, It's the same thing Like um, Our music mm-hmm. We just allowed Somebody And by the way I don't know if you like Al Jarreau Do you like Al Jarreau? I do The jazz vocalist yes, I, I love do. Al Jarreau it's And
2: a song I on want TV to tell you
4: all I bought the new Al Jarreau uh, I I guess you say playlist because uh, I didn't buy it in a CD. I bought it. Uh, I downloaded it. Um, right, so and it's a tribute to George Duke.
2: George Duke. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about it. He
4: yeah. It's, it's it it's, it's bad. It's really bad. But I tell you what, I I I really miss. I I really miss, and I'm, um, you know, I'm like Bill Bill Moyer. I don't know if you know, but Bill Moyer has uh bill Moyes has um announced his re- his his uh retirement uh and this is about the third time he has announced his retirement i've announced my retirement once before and i'm r I'm ready to give it up because real talk radio is you calling and alpha calling and 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 listening to the voices and how we as a community are synthesizing. These events, mm. you know, yeah, Carol, mm. you ought to get together with with Al Jarreau and do some stuff. Y'all could do some real smooth stuff, you know. Carol, Carol is in our chat room, and uh, her stuff is real smooth. And you should, and and, and Stephen C, Stephen Stephen Charles. Carol Troll and uh, uh, Stephen Charles, y'all could get together with Al Jarreau. I know that's right, uh, says India Declare. <laughs> that would be a um, a night. How's music lover? You know, on um, my birthday every year, up until about two years, three years ago, wherever B.B. B. King was on my birthday, that's where I was going to spend my birthday. Okay. um and um i tell you jimmy smith nothing like it there's i mean we we have given away we have just given away our treasures that's true and it's our political treasures i mean um you tell me tell Tell me who who is who is the Bernie Sanders in our community? Bernie Sanders is a black.
2: Yeah, I don't. Who
4: is the black Bernie Sanders? Uh, I don't have an answer for
2: that one. The late Harold. Nobody.
4: Huh?
2: The late Harold Washington. That's the. That's cool. Harold
4: Washington dead.
2: That's what I said, the late marijuana, his legacy.
4: You evidently didn't hear me. You evidently <laughs> didn't hear me. Nobody.
2: Nobody. We right, thought it was going to be
4: Keith. We thought it was going to be Keith Ellison,
2: oh, and he fell off the he, radar.
4: You know. You well, um, with
2: the progressive party, uh, that's whatever they're doing, I just don't hear a lot about yeah, it Yeah, but anymore. but
4: you know what? We don't have our own. Elizabeth Warren, and Bernie Sanders. We don't need no vanilla... Uh, we don't need no vanilla um, politicians.
2: Well, um, I don't know if you've been reading um, Black Agenda Report lately, but they've been on fire. They've always been good, but the last couple of months, um, they've really been killing it. Yeah, um, i got to give
4: Bruce a call. But, you know, the thing is, you can be so critical until you fall off the, the edge of the, of the planet.
8: <laughs>
4: you you understand what I'm saying? Um I oh, love how you, Glenn, be and, you know Glenn life. started his career Glenn Ford started his career in radio. His father was a, a radio person at yeah. W V O N. Yep yeah, V O N the yeah. voice of the Negro.
2: Voice of the Negro I was watching the nation.
4: but 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 here's the point. The point is, and I love all my black uh pan african friends who are critical of this president who have done the uh, who have the information to be uh constructively critical mm-hmm. but when you just hammer and hammer and hammer, you don't have very much left and to some extent that one of the th- one of the things that I learned from Tom Atkins who was my my political mentor was that you always you always have to understand that you are working for the people You're not working for yourself it's not about you it's about the people giving voice to the people and when you disrespect where where they are you know all this all this criticism about the black people who love obama the black people who fall in love the black people who are dumb and deaf to to obama's administration reality i think that's wrong I wrong think it's wrong on you, every
2: level or wrong at some
3: on some point or some extent. I
4: think it's wrong when you I mean, you know, sometimes I have to check put myself in check on this broadcast because I become too technical, I become too serious. I get mired in my own understanding and 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 higher learning about some of this stuff. You have to bring liberation struggle to the place where the people whose voices voices you raise live and breathe. You can't. You know, I caught myself earlier in this in this broadcast talking about income stratification. There's some people listening to me tonight. No one no about no, no, no damn income stratification. What they want to know. <laughs> Well, you, know, you know, I do, I do I, I, You know, sometimes My own daughter says she doesn't listen to the show Because me and my highfalutin authors And blah, blah, blah And she's and, and to a certain extent She's absolutely right And I'm saying that to my, my co- colleagues Over at Black Agenda Report And Black Commentator That It is great to have A place Where you can go that articulates the issues that the common people are unable to articulate. But as my mother used to say, is no good being able to speak in tongues if you don't have a translator. <laughs> <laughs>
8: uh, you know, so
4: but 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 and carol is saying you know you being critical is fine but you can't fail to teach you can't fail to love with with a passion the people who you have chosen to lead and when you start telling People like my mother's friends, these are people who washed clothes or did laundry for a living and and mopped floors and cleaned other people's toilets and cooked their breakfast and cooked their dinner and 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 and, and just um, were domestics mhm, and now they're in their eighties and to see the vice the President of the United States with his brown face and his beautiful family be targeted by black people breaks their hearts. Mm. I mean, I used to sit on the phone for hours and tell my mother, Obama used to ought to do this and Obama ought to do that. Now, and the only time my mother got really upset before she died with with President Obama was when he threw Jeremiah Wright under the bus because she loved Jeremiah Wright, and she had I only met him. Uh, that's right, and she had only met him. She had met Jeremiah Wright once, and he was so kind to her, and she just loved him. Mm-hmm. And and um, and she was really upset with the president over that. But mm-hmm. these are people who never in their deepest dreams ever dreamed that there would be a president of the United States with a brown face with some black children and a black wife and their hearts are happy Uh, uh, real quick
1: but
2: that's not to say
4: he shouldn't be criticized
1: that's true
2: but I'm not sitting around with a whole
4: bunch of white people criticizing um Criticizing Barack Obama.
2: Oh, no, I'm to hear. It. No, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I
4: don't yeah.
2: Do yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. there was a guy that said one of these um, uh, um, um, messed up all the air traffic uh, in uh, the Chicago area last week. Our president was here, for he had to come for a fundraiser. He couldn't come to a midway all here, so he had to fly to Gary. There were some people at Gary Airport that were lined up to see the president, and they interviewed this one woman. And she was so emotional about the president landing in Gary just to come to Chicago. And she had what you were just talking about, just this pride. And she she said, thank you for thinking of us just for flying into Gary even though he didn't know who she was just the fact that he was there so I get that yeah
4: yeah i mean i mean road. these older people these older people I'm talking about i'm talking about people in the late 70s up to 90 mhm oh, yeah, yeah. these are people who lived most of their lives being told they had no worth hey right. house music right. lover i got to go but yes, um, I, I'm I'm glad to have you uh, join us tonight, and I thank you, and I thank Alpha for his call. I thank them other idiots for their call too, because you know it just makes my point.
2: Absolutely,
4: we prove your point. I do. Okay. Um thank you again. We hope to see you next week. Yes, ma'am. Don't forget, you know, face a house music lover. You're not on Facebook. You need to get on Facebook before they start charging people. <laughs> Ooh.
2: Oh, I'm glad I'm not. that's the case, I don't need that
4: happen. <laughs> I got enough business. <laughs> I know. Okay. Thanks a lot for your call. Good points. You made some really good points, and we do appreciate uh, the points that you've made. We'll be right back. And end it up. Let me see.
8: Make every minute worth it, baby. This is for our baby. Uh,
4: thank you for joining us on Saturday night, open mic at our common ground.
8: Mm-hmm. Make every minute worth today, Mr. Mm-hmm. This Thank for joining us on Saturday night, open mic at our common
4: Saturday night at Our Common Ground, at 10 p.m., speaking truth to power and ourselves. Thank you so very much for joining us, and thanks to our callers. We appreciate all of your support. I'm Janice Graham. Join us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest. Get our weekly magazine, Omnibus. you got to get on it. Thanks a lot, and have a great week. Thank you for being with us tonight at Our Common Ground. We hope that you'll join us each Saturday night, 10 p.m., speaking truth to power and ourselves. To contact us, email us at ocginfo@ourcommonground.com at and visit our website, ourcommonground.com. Join us on Facebook and Twitter at Janice OCG, and I'll be listening for you.
9: We are living in a nation faced with the possibility of war on multiple mental and physical levels. We got black wars against the police. We still got crack wars in the streets. Unemployment at its peak. Overcrowded cells in present day hell. Wars of Jews against Muslims over whether a created state is Wars over Western Saddam. American politicians arguing over the difference between smart and dirty bombs. Instead of smart children in dirty schools. I feel like it's me against the world and I'm starting to get ill without even thinking of Kim Jong, though North Korea does have the world turning up on its accents right now. With these signs of the time in mind, I wake up every day asking myself one question and it takes me no less than 24 agonizing hours to answer. Am I gonna die today? I said am I gonna die today? I don't even bother watching my back anymore because I might get killed from the side today. Or maybe they get me in nuclear with bombs dropping from the sky today. Or maybe some religious fanatic is gonna blow my behind up in a train station after deciding he wants to get closer to the paradise today. Hell, I gotta wonder if some insane and depressed pilot whose wife just cheated on him and ran away with the kids is gonna fly today. Right into the 13th floor of my building where I just called my wife to tell her I gotta rise and pay. Or am I going to get hit on some DWB while driving on I-95 today? Or maybe some crooked cop's going to decide that so no-good niggas' mom's got to cry today? All this while wondering if Bush is going to play chess if I lives today? Why today? Instead of thinking about all that today, I think I'm just going to lose myself in the movement. The moment I own it, because it might be time to go. It only takes one shot for cops to release my soul. Because our community's stalked by filthy old so so I decided that I'm going to fight today, because there's always just enough time left to be right today. See, I got kids looking up to me to take a stand against wars of Korea, Iraq, and Afghanistan today. So I got to fight for the world to be safe for we. And this is also personal, because I don't want my child to see my face next to the definition of complacency. I'm going to fight this BS system with all of my might today, because it's true that tomorrow will never die, but I might today. In a world where too many visionaries have become so hopeless that they're losing their sight today And so many pedophiles and perverted priests out there That I gotta worry about whether my sons and daughters are gonna stay tight today While Bush gives the rich tax cuts and the poor act cuts on educational spending My students are depending on me to do what's right today Looking down at the end of the tunnel, I woke up seeing the light today Cause guess this, nations may blow up entire other nations out of spite today And though I got my cell phone on, I may not have enough time to call my mom to say goodbye today. Y'all may say I'm paranoid today, but inhaling historical truths has got me high today. So now I'm looking for heroines and heroes to help me stop our plight today. I'm even wondering if all the secondhand smoke finally gave me cancer today. So I called 911 for emergency assistance, but Bin Laden answers today. See, I just walk around thinking something's going to get me. And I wonder why the hell you never ponder if you're coming with me. So you just got to forgive me because I'm just recounting some of the signs of the times that we live in. Because it's ignorance is bliss. I know some of y'all forgot the hell we done been in. Got me wondering if God's really gonna be forgiven for all of our sinning Like killing each other in the name of religion. I don't know about y'all, but I'm gonna fight and never give in. So if I die before I lay my head to sleep today, I just pray to God my soul's to keep today.
8: <laughs>